with the first pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All-22 Podcast. I'm Jacob Miller. This is Camden Roberts. And today, we're going to be doing, uh, dedicating an entire episode to talking about uh, 2019 NFL Draft rookies uh, going into their sophomore year. Uh, each of us are going to highlight two players per position who we think are going to break out. Uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, tweets for offensive line, edge rusher, defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. Cam, you can start off with your first quarterback. Uh, my first guy is Drew Locke. Um, I think that it's pretty obvious why I expect him to have a breakout sophomore season. Um, John Elway really went in on the draft to surround him with talent. And uh, they also brought in Melvin Gordon and free agency. So um, all around the offense is going to be a lot, has a lot more talent. And uh, second year of Vic Fangio at head coach. So I just expect him to make a big jump after a promising into his rookie season. Yeah, I have another easy one, too, as my first one. It's Kyler Murray. I say uh, kind of like a light breakout because I think he's already a top 10 quarterback. But breakout as in maybe his uh, statistics and his consensus rating among people. Uh, he was already great last year, but this year he now has, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in football. Uh, just another year of being in the NFL, that experience, Cliff Kingsbury offense. Uh, another year, a full season of Kenyon Drake in the backfield. Uh, the offensive line has gotten better, so I think I think that's an easy one as well. Right. Uh, my second guy that I have is um, Daniel Jones. I don't know that his statistics will um, will increase by that much, but I think that he'll have a better season from a turnover standpoint. Um, Saquon was playing injured most of the year last year, and that offensive line has improved with uh, the drafting of Andrew Thomas. You know, he's not a flashy guy, but he gets the job done. And um, I just don't think that uh, Joe Judge or that offense is going to put him in a situation to where he turns the ball over as much, and I think they'll play a safer brand of football and kind of lean on Saquon more this year. So, Yeah, my second guy is Jarrett Stidham. Um, maybe not a breakout because this is his first year starting, but I don't think – because I know some people are just assuming that it'll be one year and then they'll – draft a quarterback or find someone else or sign Cam Newton. But I genuinely think that Jared Stidham could be their future, and I think he's going to have a better year than people expect um, simply because he's on the Patriots. Uh, they don't have any great weapons, but they're in a system where the quarterback is always put in a, a great position to succeed with Josh McDaniels, uh, one of the more underrated people in football because people just look at the fact that he was – Failed as head coach, but he's one of the best, if not the best, offensive coordinator in football right now. Uh, his play design is uh, unmatched for just because Tom Brady, the way he regressed, he didn't really look like he regressed to anybody because Josh McDaniels just put him in a perfect position every time. And I think he's perfect for a young quarterback like Stidham. And I think he'll have a really good year this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to running back. Uh, the first guy I wrote down was Miles Sanders. Um, last year, he kind of he kind of split the rock with um, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott mixed in there some too. And this year, I think that um, he's just going to be the guy there with Carson Wentz in the backfield. And um, he's going into his second year, and um, I think that they finally have a running back that they can 
that they can trust um, to take some pressure off Carson Wentz. And um, I just think that he's going to be a, a steady option for them. And I, I, I loved him coming out of Penn State. I think he was my, my running back three and a, and a fairly uh, talented top of the class. So uh, I like my yeah, a lot. I agree. Uh, my first running back is another easy one. It's Josh Jacobs, who's probably already top 10. Um, but I think this year more than ever with how inexperienced their wide receiver uh, group is going to be, they're going to rely on him even more than I think they did in his rookie year. So I think his statistics, he'll have probably more yards, more touchdowns, definitely more carries, I think. So I think uh, he'll climb up the uh, the rankings for some people as running back because he'll even be more productive uh, than he was last year. Yeah. Uh, my second guy that I put down was David Montgomery. Um, after after Matt Nagy's first year in Chicago and a promising year for Mitchell Trubisky, I think they were hoping that um, their passing attack would be a lot better than it was on uh, Mitchell Trubisky, but Obviously, it was terrible, and now they brought in Nick Foles, and I, I think Nagy's probably going to adapt to that situation and hopefully uh, feed David Montgomery a lot more than he already did. Um, last year, they kind of gave him the Jordan Howard treatment, where when the game or when it got cold, they would they'd give him the ball. But I expect him to get a lot more of a workload entering his second year. So, yeah, I definitely I thought he was really underused last year. Uh, my second running back is Devin Singletary, and I know they drafted Zach Moss. But I really think that'll just – I think that'll help him even more because last year he already was one of those running backs where he didn't get a lot of carries, but he was insanely productive with those carries. He had one of the highest yards per carry in the NFL. And I think this year uh, they're going to have Stephon Diggs outside. So they're going to be able to run the ball more. They're going to have a lot of more space to run the ball with an elite receiver like that out there. Devin Singletary is a beast, and I think another year of experience, they'll, lean, they'll give him more carries, uh, get, put him into situations where he doesn't have to, you know, do short yard stuff because that's what Zach Moss is going to be for. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Um, my first wide receiver is Kelvin Harmon. Um, he was my wide receiver, two in his class, I believe, behind DK Metcalf. Um, didn't – he ended up falling to, what, round six and um, wasn't on the field – all that much last year and when he was I mean Dwayne Haskins really wasn't very good until uh, the last few weeks of the season so um, I think that there's there's a glaring hole at that wide receiver two position obviously Terry McLaurin has the wide receiver one spot locked down right now um, but I think Kelvin Harmon is going to work his way out of the field and I mean he's just he's just really talented and I think he um, has all the potential to be a, a great wide receiver two for that team so yeah I agree um, before I get into my next one, I know neither of us put down Terry McLaurin. I just want to say that that doesn't mean we don't think he's going to break out. It's because he's already really good, like Kyler and Josh Jacobs. But we just didn't bother putting him down because there's so many other wide receivers right. uh, that need to get attention. And my first one is Deontay Johnson, a guy I've talked about a lot on my uh, page on Instagram. Uh, since he came out and since he was taken by the Steelers, I think he's just bound to have a really good year this year. Um, he Led the, uh, led the Steelers in targets and catches last year. Uh, and he had, like, I think 600-and-something yards. And that was with a quarterback situation that was obviously really terrible. Uh, he had some, like, one of the lower um, in the NFL catchable pass rate or whatever. So this year with Ben Roethlisberger back, um, he's in the mold of what Antonio Brown was 
with so I think when uh, he was in Pittsburgh. So I think I think he'll have that chemistry with Big Ben. He's one of the best route runners in football already. What he does after the catch, you know, to get open before the before uh, before the catch. I think he's just bound to have a really good year. I think he's going to be their most reliable target. I think he could definitely push a thousand yards easily. I think he'll be one of the better rush years in football next year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Didn't he uh, like lead the NFL in uh, average yards like separation per play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like per target, something like that. He was uh, near the top as a rookie. Yeah, so he's already one of the best rounders in football. Uh, my second guy is Debo Samuel. Um, he obviously had a had a good rookie season, really turned it up in the playoffs. Um, he's a great playmaker for that team. I expect him to do more with Emmanuel Sanders leaving, and um, I expect Shanahan to give him a lot more of a workload. Um, he's not only going to catch pass from Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, he's also going to you know get those jet sweeps and just uh, get the ball into his hands and let him make plays. Um, and on top of his just talent as a player, he also has one of the best offensive play callers in the NFL and uh, – and Kyle Shanahan and uh, a great system with that outside zone running scheme. So um, I just expect him to really produce this year and for a long time. So I agree with that one. Uh, my next wide receiver is DK Metcalf, who was already one of the better wide receivers in football last year. Uh, one of the best deep threats, at least pushed a thousand yards, but uh, wasn't always involved as involved as he should have been uh, with another year of experience. And with Russell Wilson as his quarterback, um, I only see him being even more productive the more targets he gets. He's already a great deep threat, but I think uh, maybe another year, another offseason, he'll become a little bit better as a route runner. Even if he doesn't, uh, there's no one that's going to be able to match his physicality and his speed down the field play to play. Uh, so I definitely think he's going to become even better. Yeah, he's – yeah. Um, so for tight ends, the first guy I put down was Kahali Waring. Um, he was an underrated guy in that tight end class. Um, I think I had a, a third round grade on him. Um, good athlete. He got injured last year. Never really got to see the field. Um, that tight end room is pretty weak and I expect them to be, uh, have an open door policy for weapons for Deshaun Watson to throw to after trading away DeAndre Hopkins. So, um, I think he can definitely get on the field and get the ball in his hands. And with his athleticism, I think he can definitely make some plays. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my first tight end is Noah Fant. Um, in an offseason where they've added guys like Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Melvin Gordon, I think he's kind of becoming a little forgotten. And even if he is, that's great for him because if they have targets like Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy, it's going to open up a lot in the middle of the field for him. So I think he can, he can be that reliable target for Drew Locke because um, he's obviously got all the playmakers – all the big, uh, the big play threats on the outside. But in the middle of the field, Noah Fant is a really reliable target to have. He's big and he's strong and he's fast and he's got great hands. He's just an all-around uh, really clean receiver already. Uh, and I think he uh, can have a great year. Right. Yeah. Um, my second tight end I put down was TJ Hawkinson. Um, obviously, he's already a great player. Um wasn't really used much last year, and on top of that, he was injured some. Um, but him and Noah Fant were like the switch tight end one for most people last year. Um, TJ Hawkinson was a top ten player for me in that class, and uh, Jesse James is still in that tight end room, I believe. But um, I think that 
uh, Daryl Bavell is going to get him on the field more this year. And I just hope Matthew Stafford will get him the rock because he's, um, great in the, he's great in space and he's a great blocker. I just, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him get some more targets this year. Yeah, he definitely just needs he needs the targets. He just is not getting enough time. Uh, my next tight end is Foster Moreau. Uh, maybe a little bit of surprise because they also added Jason Witten and they already have Darren Waller. But Foster Moreau uh, isn't going to be a, a huge receiving threat uh, in uh, top target in that offense every down. He's more of a blocker and a red zone guy. And I think he'll become an even better blocker, maybe more recognized as one of the best in the NFL this year. Uh, and he'll be catching a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. I don't think Jason Witten is going to cut too much into his uh, into his role because I don't think Jason Witten's that good. And I think eventually they'll just realize that pretty early yeah. on in the season. Yeah, I liked I liked Moreau a lot coming out. And I think that that was one of the best tight end tandems in the league last year. They really complement each other well. So, Yeah. Sure. Uh, moving on to offensive linemen, I only put two guys down across the offensive line. Uh, the first guy I put down was Dalton Reisner. Um, really versatile player. I think he's probably going to play guard for them this year. Um, he was injured a lot last year, but I expect a bounce back here. He's got a lot of talent, and um, I think that that offense is going to get him on the field and appreciate his versatility as a player. So, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, my first offensive lineman was Jonah Williams. He didn't play a snap last year, but I had him as a top 15 player. Um, I think my top offensive line, I can't remember. But uh, he was definitely the best tackle uh, next to Jawan Taylor. And I think he's he's a guy that has high a high floor. He's going to help Joe Burrow. And I just don't see a way where he isn't uh, one of the better tackles in football already. A really clean yeah, player. I agree. Uh, the second guy I put down was Garrett Bradbury. Um, obviously that Kevin Stavansky outside zone running scheme, uh, really fed into his strengths, his mobility. Um, but, uh, Kubiak, um, installs a similar game plan. And, um, once Bradbury got going last year and that offense got going, uh, he was just, uh, one of the best interior offensive linemen in the NFL. And I think that as long as they keep in, or as long as they keep that same offensive scheme in there, I don't see him performing poorly. So. Okay. Uh, my next guy is Juwan Taylor. Uh, I know he struggled a lot last year, but that whole offense was a mess, switching between Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles. But I think a whole offseason where they focus on Gardner Minshew and focus on his strengths and his weaknesses, run the ball a lot more. Uh, they run a zone running scheme. That's what Juwan Taylor has been great at, a right tackle. He's a great run blocker. So I think he'll have a bounce back here, and I think he'll live up to that hype uh, that I personally gave him. He was a top 15 player for me, uh, and I think he has the potential to be one of the best tackles in football. I agree. Um, moving on to edge rushers, the first guy I put down was Chase Winovich. Um, with Kyle Van Noy going, leaving for Miami, I expect Bill Belichick to just install his next man up uh, mentality where they – they have these mid-round, mid-late round picks come in and uh, show out. And I expect Chase Winovich to do that as well. He plays a Belichick-style football. He's a great motor. Um, he was, he's pretty good in limited action last year, and I just expect him to add to that with a great defensive scheme that really benefits these Belichick pass rushers. So, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, and my first uh, 
edge rusher that I chose was Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell was uh, picked way higher than anybody expected him to be, and he didn't really live up to that hype, at least as a pass rusher in year one. He was a great run defender. But I think uh, this year he's going to make a huge jump as a pass rusher just because he's – I think he already possesses the uh, ability – uh, he was just on a, a defensive line that wasn't that great, but I think it's gotten better. Uh, a lot of young players, another year of experience always helps. And I think he can definitely live up to that uh, number four overall spot eventually, and I think this could be that year. I agree. Uh, my second guy was Montez Sweat. Obviously, they brought in um, Chase Young, but I was really high on Sweat coming out, and um, that defensive line is going to be scary, and someone on that – Someone on that line's got to demand double teams, and that should that should open up uh, situations for him to for him to flourish. Whether it be Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen or even Chase Young as a rookie, Matthew Ioannidis, whoever it may be, um, I just expect Sweat to not garner as much attention from opposing offensive lines, and I think he could definitely wreak havoc using his athleticism and bend, and et cetera. Yeah, I agree. Someone on that. Defensive line, not named Chase Young, will get double-digit sacks. Uh, my next guy is Brian Burns. Uh, he got, like, seven, eight sacks last year, and he only played, like, what, 40%, 50% of his snaps. He was a top-six player for me and my number two pass rusher in that class. I think he's bound to have just explode this year. Um, he's on a defense that's not so talented, but he's extremely, extremely talented as a pass rusher. So if he plays all – if he plays 100% of the snaps, he actually, you know, gets fair uh, playing time. I think he can easily be the double-digit sacks, probably even more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that defense is young. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch this next few years. Yeah. Um, moving on to the defensive line, my first guy I put down was Christian Wilkins. Uh, coming out, he was uh, a real high-floor guy, and he definitely showed that as a rookie. He had one of the best rookie seasons from a defensive lineman. Uh, that we've seen in a while, whether, I mean, even if the statistics don't show that, he was a real good player for the Dolphins. Um, uh, just entering year two, I expect him to build off that second year, Brian Flores, and that um, just in that system. And I think that he's going to be a, a good staple for that uh, for that young defense and that young team as they continue to build up. So, I definitely agree with that. Already great player, probably be even better. Uh, my first defensive lineman was Quinnen Williams. Uh, he was my number one overall player in that class. And he had a really interesting rookie year, uh, kind of underrated, because he really wasn't a bad player. He wasn't a bust. Uh, but he had to, because of injuries, he was forced to play a lot of um, – in a role where he isn't going to uh, do much on the uh, stat sheet, uh, stats-wise, because he was playing a lot of gap, trying to fill holes for the run game. Um, and even then, if you watch the tape, he was – always um, making plays. He was forcing the run game to the opposite direction because he was there. And this year with C.J. Mosley fully healthy, Avery Williamson coming back, um, and another year of experience in that Greg Williams defense, I think he's bound to be a lot more productive as a pass rusher uh, and do a lot more stats-wise for people that – Yeah, 100%. That. He got he got a lot of slanders, called a bust last year. And, but, I mean, it's the those box score junkies who say, oh, he didn't do anything. But, yeah, he was all over the place for that defense. Uh, yeah. My second guy was Jeffrey Simmons. 
Um, he didn't come in and play until late in the season last year. He tore his ACL, and he, he actually recovered a lot quicker than most people do coming off a torn ACL. And when he got on the field, he was he was real good for that team. And I expect him to uh, continue that role. Um, he's, I think he's going to be a great run stopper. Um, and uh, that that front seven with, with him in the middle and Harold Landry, and um, they may bring in Jadavion Clowney, we don't know. Um, but they're going to be, they're going to be a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Already really talented defense and he's right. super talented. Uh, my next guy is Jerry Tillery. Uh, there's a chance that he might not even start, but he's um, with them bringing in Linval Joseph. It's kind of him and Justin Jones as the other defensive tackle spot uh, competing for that. Um, but he was really talented coming out. I had him as a first round player. He's got upside as a pass rusher. So if he does get in there and shows that he is worth, he was worth that first round pick. I mean, that's a super talented defense. He's not going to have a lot of attention on him with Nick Bosa and Melvin Ingram and now Linval Joseph. So if he does get in there, I think he will definitely uh, make a big jump. Uh, I agree. Sure. Uh, moving on to linebacker, the first guy I put down was Jelani Tavai, linebacker for the Lions. Um, coming out of Hawaii, he was a really mentally polished linebacker. Um, and I think Matt Patricia values that in his defense coming from Bill Belichick, obviously. Uh, he's just got to get an opportunity to shine on the field. He didn't play that often last year, and when he did, he wasn't that impressive. Um, but I expect him to make a big jump going into year two. Like I said, he's he's a really smart football player. Um, put him on the field, and he'll he'll find the ball. So Definitely. Uh, my first linebacker is Devin Bush. He was already – a really good player last year, but he didn't play uh, the entirety of the snaps because they had Mark Barron uh, there as to specifically as a coverage linebacker. So he wasn't always in there, but now with Mark Barron gone, he's going to be a full-time starter and he's going to be able to uh, just stay in that role as a run and chase linebacker. He's Vince Williams next to him. Who's uh, only really in there to be a run stopper. So he can control the middle of the field, uh, just play coverage. And with another year of experience, I think he'll be even better in coverage. He struggled at times last year, uh, but he's super talented, was a top 10 player in that class for me, my linebacker one. So I think he could definitely be one of the 10 best linebackers in football. Uh, by the I agree 100%. Uh, my second guy I wrote down was Bobby Okiriki, a linebacker for the Colts. Um, another one of those, those Stanford guys who comes out, a really smart player. Um, one of three pretty talented Linebackers that the Colts have, obviously Darius Leonard and Anthony Walker. Um, Bobby Okiriki won't demand that much attention with those other two guys there. Um, but he was, I mean, he was all over the field for the Colts last year. He um, he has great athletic ability. You know, he was seen as like maybe a tweener guy who's going to flex back and play safety coming out. And um, But he, he really did well in his linebacker role for the Colts last year when he was on the field. Um, exciting player. He has all the athleticism and upside to develop more as a coverage guy. So definitely. I agree with that one. Uh, my next linebacker is Devin white, kind of the same thing with Devin Bush. They're already great players, but another year of experience always does a lot for linebackers. Uh, Cause the jump from the college game to the NFL game for linebackers, definitely one of the harder ones. And um, that defense has only gotten better, only gotten healthier. They bring back Jason Pierre, Paul, um, who wasn't always healthy last year, and they brought back um, Shaq Barrett. 
So another year in that Todd Bowles defense, I think uh, they can be uh, they can be uh, <clears throat> they're going to make a big jump as a defense together and Devin White specifically because he was kind of raw coming out as a tackler and a processor. But uh, another year next to Levante David will help a lot. I think he's going to be one of the better linebackers in football last year. Next year. All right, moving on to cornerback. Uh, the first guy I'm going to talk about is Jamel Dean. Um, outside of a pretty scary um, showing that he had against DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, I mean, just broke him down all game. Uh, he was pretty good towards the end of the season with good games against the Falcons and, uh, and the Cardinals. Obviously, those teams aren't anything to slouch at with quarterbacks like Matt Ryan and uh, Kyler Murray. Um, but he was pretty good last year whenever he played. Um, I expect – uh, Bruce Arians to put him back out there and Todd Bowles to put him back out there um, and start opposite Sean Murphy bunting. So um, I think that they have a pretty promising cornerback uh, duo right there for the future. Yeah, I agree. And the player that I'm talking about for my first corner is Sean Murphy bunting. Again, they were all really young last year uh, and experienced and they struggle at times, but Sean Murphy bunting specifically He's extremely talented as a press man corner, and he's only got another year under his belt. And I think he wasn't even that bad last year. I think he was definitely uh, the best player in that secondary. Mm-hmm. I think he's only going to get better. And uh, I think that defense, like you said, as a whole, uh, really young, but really talented. And I think they're just only going to get better. Uh, 100%. Um, my second corner is Amani Oruwarie. Um He's a second-year guy out of Penn State. Um I, I was really high on him coming out. He didn't get many looks last year. Um, with, obviously, Darius Slay was there and Justin Coleman. And uh, Darius Slay is now in Philly, and they brought in Jeff Kuda. And Justin Coleman's going to play – or Justin Coleman's going to play that nickel corner role again. But the the second boundary corner spy is kind of open, and I think that he could uh, come in and take advantage of that uh, – that hole there, and if he gets on the field, I, I think that he can definitely make some plays and uh, make a name for himself. Yeah, I think it's still crazy that he was picked as late yeah. as he was. Uh, my next guy is Julian Love. Uh, it's definitely an interesting situation with him. He was one of my favorite players coming out, I love that pick for the Giants. But they've added James Bradbury and Xavier McKinney now. They already had DeAndre Baker. DeAndre Baker was pretty terrible last year. So I think he can definitely potentially take that role. <clears throat> uh, he's probably going to play in the slot, though. Slot though. Uh, and I think that's where he would fit best. And with James Bradbury out there, hopefully DeAndre Baker improves. Um, and he just locks into that slot corner role. I think he can be one of the best. He's got the skills to be really great there. And that only helps that they've added Bradbury um, and Xavier right. McKinney. Um, before I talk about my first safety, I want to touch on Kyrie Willis for a second. He's a safety Colts. I didn't put him mm-hmm. down because I put on Bobby Okereke, and I didn't want to talk about two Colts players. Uh, but he's a really mm-hmm. smart player out of Michigan State, um, and I think he's definitely going to have an improved year too. Um, but my first safety I put down was Nasir Adderley. Uh, my number one ranked safety in that class, he was a top 15 player for me. Uh, great ball skills, uh, great range out of Delaware. Um, Physical run support, um, he just just injured last year and didn't go on the field very much. Um, and I just think him and next to Derwin James, I think he's going to be a really solid player, and that duo is going to be scary for a long time. 
Yeah, and Sirotti was a top 15 player for me, too. Love that player. And next to Derwin James, your job's only easier. Uh, my first safety is Jonathan Abram. Kind of an easy one. He didn't play at all last year because, oh, he played in the first game and got hurt. Uh, and I think <clears throat> this is going to be the year that, well, this is his first year playing. But he's a beast. I mean, super physical as in run support. Um can get better in coverage, but he's got another year under his belt learning an NFL playbook. So he'll probably get better. I think he's bound to just be a beast for that defense. I agree. Uh, my second guy was is Juan Thornhill. Um, he was great for the Chiefs last year before he got injured. Um, I just think that he's going to play all over that defense again, uh, whether it's a free safety or maybe come down and play in the nickel a little bit again or in the box. Um He's a really good player, and I think that he and Tyron Matthew are really good playmakers for that defense that kind of lacks talent. Um, and he's he's going to be a promising player for them for a long time, and I hope that he develops into the player I thought he was coming out of Virginia. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, my next safety is Marquise Blair um, for the Seahawks. He's not a full-time starter at safety. But he plays in that sub linebacker role, uh, that kind of like dime linebacker. He can play in the slot as well. Um, he's a hitter. He's super athletic. And when he did get the snaps uh, last year in Seattle, he showed a lot of promise. I think he's a really talented player. And if the more snaps he gets, I think he can definitely uh, be, maybe even uh, become or get into that full-time role as a starting safety for the Seahawks. I think he's talented enough to do so. Yeah, he uh, he outplayed uh, Tedrick Thompson last year, and then they obviously brought in Quandre Diggs, who performed really well for them. So, Yeah, super versatile player. So that was our uh, 2019 rookies that we think are going to break out in 2019, or 2020, two for each position. Um, obviously, there was a couple guys that we left out that we either felt was too obvious or we didn't want to. Touch too much on one team, like you said, Kari Willis and Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, episode 